And welcome to the I Hate Rappers podcast. I'm your host, Greg Westside. And I'm DJ Z13. DJ Z13. Let's go. <laughs> All right. So uh, we just recorded a couple extra episodes just so we can, you know, make sure I have enough content stacked up for you guys and also for ourselves because we love doing this stuff. So we wanted to do a third episode of the day and, and we're here. <laughs> speaking of speaking of backloading episodes like that, if you're an artist out there and you're watching this and you're listening to this and you're taking our advice, it's a good thing to have music in the vault because what if your song blows and then you got nothing to follow it up with and mm -hmm. you got to go do a press tour, you got to go do a tour tour, you don't got time to put out another song. By the time you do, it's the traction's gone. So like, if you got more music ready to go, not the same type of music, but just more music, more content, more pictures, more videos, more music videos, you'll be set. So, so with that being said, um, so my artist Isaiah Linder, I feel like this, he's a great example of this. And we accidentally did this, but it's really good that we do have this how it is now. So uh, last year, you know, we had a little bit of situations where basically we didn't think it was the best time to release certain songs, and we had difference of opinion here and there. But we ended up and not releasing it, of course. So you know, songs aren't out. But that not how <laughs> that now has allowed him to build a vault of damn near at least thirty songs. So now when we go to drop a whole single rollout and we go to drop a mixtape, then we have the next single rollout already ready and the album in the works or the mixtape in the works. So we are backloaded so far that we put ourselves into a really good position by doing that. Now, another artist I just talked to about this, Young Cap. Shout out Young Cap. So Cap has at least 50 songs that are ready to go. Not, not that need a new mix, not that you know need to be worked on, not that need an extra verse on it. 50 songs ready to go, at least. And he says he has at least 25 of them that are single worthy and the rest are album worthy or just a random single if need be. Mm -hmm. So having that there for this year is gonna be really good because they can literally just create an entire album rollout for the first seven, eight months of the year and then be chilling for the rest of the year, basically, because they have so much stuff stacked up there where they can focus on their content, focus on selling tickets for their shows, focus on creating music videos, creating visualizers, networking, trying to you know get a record deal if they want a record deal and not have to worry so much about the music. So having a backlog like we do, or having a vault, you know, which is the technical term for the you know for the artists and rappers and stuff, yeah. you know, is one of the best things that you could do for yourself. Especially when you're scared to fall in love like Isaiah is. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know that about him. He's very scared he, He's to fall very in love. scared to fall in love. And he's also going to be scared to fall in love again. He is going to be scared to fall in love again. And I Which, mean, how could you hate on him? Yeah, like, how can you hate on him? So he's going to be scared to fall in love again with Carter Cloud. Yeah, with Carter Cloud. And guess what? That song's not even uploaded yet because they have a backlog. Mm -hmm. Carter actually doesn't have that much of a backlog. He has a backlog with Zay, but not by himself yet. Yeah. So that's one thing that, you know, when I signed to, to a management deal, one of the things that we wanted to work on was taking three months off and just making sure we have a backlog. And one of the biggest things is a backlog of content. Mm -hmm. Content is the most important thing to an artist nowadays. So with that being said, having 20 TikToks made a week is great. Yeah. Because then you have the you have at least fifteen of those in your drafts, and then when you're busy and you're doing a bunch of shows and stuff, you have you know the only time to make half of that. You still have a whole backlog of like fifty, sixty drafts. Yeah. And between so like when we do these episodes, you guys are going to see them on socials. You're going to see them on Spotify. You can check them out at our Spotify link in our bio of our Instagram account. I hate rappers, and I dot hate dot rappers. I dot hate dot rappers, yeah. and you can find it all there but 
we clip it down and we're going to clip it down and we're going to use it for socials. We're going to use it for TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube reels, all that stuff. And when you guys are seeing this, it's going to be probably a few weeks before it comes out. But the cool thing about it is that it allows us time to film more episodes, film more TikToks, film more videos. And like today alone, I think we got probably 15 TikToks out of this. Uh, I mean, at least. Yeah. And that's, that's just, you know, being very not generous. That's like assuming that, you know, if I'm the one clipping them down, which I'm going to be, you know, that's assuming that I don't have time to do that, yeah. which today i so today i this is the fourth podcast i've recorded today three are ours one was obp obp went an hour and a half ours is like at an hour and five minutes now yeah. you know so i'm doing three hours of podcast work i already have theirs exported i already have two of their clip well one of their clips done the one messed up yeah. but two clips done for them and then because we set our stuff up so efficiently for us to do and make sure we have a plan when we go into it it's going to be a lot easier to clip these and especially with the time being you know a 15 to 30 minute podcast finding clips is going to be a lot easier yeah. you know from the first episode getting three clips is perfect because it's the perfect little intro and it's not going to be the best episode in the world yeah. but it's still a good episode and now once we upgrade you know upgrade to a new new little stew you know upgrade the lighting upgrade you know the sound and everything once we have those we're going to be able to create five six seven clips and whether it's me trimming them down so they're social media style or me just like take or not me but you just taking one you know let's say you have the video on your phone you mm -hmm. just take it down and then you just trim uh, like a two minute video for TikTok or a one minute 30 second or something like that yeah. and then you put it on TikTok you put it on reels you put it on YouTube shorts and then we have seven eight nine ten clips every single episode and that's more than enough for a podcast that's more than enough for an artist even yeah for and a week in the day of content getting shorter and shorter both on Instagram and in music uh, it's important to know your limits so like for example when I do 808s mixtapes on Tuesday nights on WJCU 88.7 FM it's a two-hour show, but we're really only talking for 45 minutes. And it, it, when you talk for too long, people are going to miss your important stuff. So that's why when we're having 15 to 30-minute episodes, we're getting all those key points in there. And when we get sidetracked, we bring it right back on. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's one of the most important things to do, especially just because I'm like the whole time I'm staring at this recorder right here because I can't see the camera. You know, it's just it's just us doing this. So me looking at this and making sure that, you know, we're on time, we're on schedule and we're talking about the stuff, you know, that's important. That's, you know, that's background work to do. Yeah. It's the same thing when, you know, you're an artist and you're in the studio and like the so we just had we just had somebody and they have a studio session at our studio right now. So their studio session started half an hour late. So now they need to make sure like okay well the, the two hours that i paid for you know it's getting pushed back but he has to make sure that he's on track each single song he does that he's finishing up in enough time to get all the songs that he wanted to get done or at least a draft of them because he can always come back just to you know do the final mix but you need to make sure you're tracking you do enough like work in the background and enough uh enough time practicing you know that verse or that hook uh at home or in your car or wherever the hell you are and you just make sure you have enough time in the studio to get multiple things done because the more you get done in the studio, the more efficiently you, you spend your money, the more efficiently you spend your money, the more of a chance you're going to be able to succeed because you'll have a bigger budget for stuff like music videos or, mm -hmm. you know, buying onto a, a podcast or a radio interview or something like that, you know, and that's like, not that, that, that dude didn't do it, but, um, but you know, just in general, like the more opportunity, the more money you have saved, the more opportunities you will have. Yeah, and uh, just a few 
key points I wanted to give out there for you guys. I always talk about radio. I always talk about getting your music on the radio, but I never kind of tell you guys how, so I wanted to tell you how in this episode. So if you want to get your music heard on the radio, if you want to get an interview on the radio, all you have to do is DM it to me, or you can DM me and ask for the email. The email is Zach, Z-A-C-H, at 808mixtape.com. Super simple, not a Gmail. It's professional. And mm-hmm. anyone that's trying to hear your music as a radio DJ and is giving you a Gmail or is giving you some weird, hey, you got to pay, like, don't do it because there's people out there like me that are going to let you have exposure, get on the radio, get played in the clubs for free. And then the, the more professional promoter side or the more professional studios, they all have websites, mm-hmm. you know? So mine is MGMT which is stands for management. So MGMT at westsideproductions.media. We don't have the .com. You, you have the .com, which is great, but the .media, you know, translate more, translates more over to the company. You know, we're, yep. we're a media based company. So having the .media, having the, um, the, the professional email, you know, people trust us more to be able to do certain things for them mm-hmm. or, you know, trust us more with their money when they go to pay us, you know, for a studio session, for a music video, for, uh, like, let's say that somebody wanted to get interviewed Mm -hmm. and not even necessarily on our podcast, but you know, we could brand it as that for them, Mm -hmm. you know, Oh, I got a, I hate rappers interview. We could brand that for them as that. And then also just feed them the full length interview and content on top of that for social media for a fee. And that's going to be way more believable because, you know, oh, we have the westsideproductions.media. We have the 808 mixtapes and, you know, we act professional accordingly. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, uh, with podcasting, if I was starting out right now, I would pay and get on every single podcast that I could. And I'm not saying that like we haven't charged anyone to be on here yet. But we, I mean, we've only had two guests. We on. only had two guests <laughs> on. But like, what I'm saying is, if I and I'm not trying to drive more business to us, but I would pay to get on a podcast because it is it's crazy that there's all these podcasts out there that have thousands of followers and you can pay to get in front of their audience. Like that's just like paying to get on a show. Mm-hmm. Totally do it. The only time where it gets tricky is that little thing called payola. You can't play to get, or you can't pay to get your music played on the radio. Um, so you have to watch out for that. And anyone trying to do that is a complete scammer. But podcast, it's fair game. You can pay if you got the money to pay. You can pay and get on every single podcast in the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's very beneficial. And some of them play your music. Some of them review your music, and we give you pointers. So yeah. I mean, we should definitely do a music review day. Not yeah. not for pay. Well, maybe, but yeah. you know, maybe help us upgrade some equipment or whatnot. But yeah. I mean, you know, we should you know definitely do that type of stuff. And us being able to do that type of stuff, and you know, having the platform to put artists on. I mean, like think about it, Adam Twenty Two and the No Jumper Channel. People have been discovered on there. Yeah, you know, and like we don't have the best examples, but you know, once you get on there, you you get a boost immediately on your socials. Mm-hmm. You get a boost immediately on your SoundCloud because you're probably playing on SoundCloud or the YouTube video. Yeah, you know, but do, are you, do you have the stuff done in the background to let it translate over to an actual success versus just a little bit of clout for a good fifteen minutes of fame? Yeah, and I mean, a good example of that is what happened last year with 808s and Mixtapes. So we had a kid on the show, uh, two of them actually. Uh, their names were Joey Valance and Bray, uh, Brayden. And neither of them were verified. I think Joey had 10,000 followers on TikTok and Brayden had like 5,000. And they cut, they put out a song, came across my For You page in the middle of the night, DM'd them, asked them to be on the show. They came to my show. Was, I think it was their first interview they did. It might be their second or third. Don't quote me on that. But one of their first interviews they did... The crazy thing is, the next interview they did after us was The Ellen Show. They had a viral TikTok hit, and then, because I showed love 
did it for free, was there for them in the beginning, played their music on the radio for weeks at a time. They invited me backstage at Lollapalooza this year. So, like, you never know what's going to happen if you just put yourself out there. And you if you pay to get on a podcast and they like you and then you blow up, like, it, you got them to thank for a little bit of it. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, so next episode or one of the you know next few episodes we're going to talk about how important it is to do the background work to get to the point mm -hmm. of what you just said but let's talk about how important those back rooms are just for a few minutes so the back rooms mm -hmm. of just you know like even if it's a smaller scale back room like being in my studio mm -hmm. to some people and being around you know creative minds you know the creative minds of cleveland and people who you know work hard to produce, produce content or being on 808s and mixtapes which is an award-winning show but at the same time it is what it is it's a college radio it is like it's a college radio uh show you yeah. know and it's it's not the same as e1079 it's mm -hmm. not the same as 96.5 you know it's not the same as like you know these major stations and everything but it's still being in the smaller version of the of the back room and being able to connect with you know people who realistically are the future of of the industry especially you know the ones in your city the ones that are putting on hard you know like we're like we do big shows sometimes we yeah. also do a shit on the little shows yeah. and you know we have we have a studio but we have a studio that has one booth not multiple rooms you know yeah. so you know there's there's differences but being in those little back rooms translates to being in the bigger back rooms because you're doing the background work to get to there mm -hmm. and making the connections with that and you know one of the basic biggest examples is you know like you getting invited back to Lollapalooza. Let's say there's a sold out show at a venue that's a thousand capacity size mm -hmm. uh, in the venue we're not gonna name, but being able to be backstage because of the work you put in and the connections you've made and you know, maybe sweet talking somebody, maybe you know, showing love to somebody, the fact that you're able to get back there automatically boosts your credit, mm -hmm. you know, your artist cred, <laughs> you know, it, it automatically boosts that up and allows you to be in these spaces with people who you never thought you'd be in the same room as, mm -hmm. or, you know, some people that you just want to get in the same room as. Yeah. And it's not to like toot our own horns here, but we've, we've been in that situation before where just because we've shown up, we don't, we don't have that crazy amount of followers, but just because we've shown up, they've taken us to the back. They've, mm -hmm. here's the artist, meet the artists. And it's really cool. Um, it's definitely surreal. And it's, um, something that I strive to do at every show eventually. But, um, for the time being, like, just getting into shows for free is cool. So, Oh yeah, no, I love getting into shows for free. All right. So, <laughs> yeah. um, I'll tell you, so when I opened up for Juice World, mm -hmm. that opportunity all came out because of my mom. Mm -hmm. So with, you know, with that being said, this is a backroom conversation, not, you know, a shout out, but shout out my mom, uh, but not, you know, like saying how I did it. But uh, basically, you know, my mom knew this guy and then she was like, yo, have my son open. And he was like, oh, we're, we're not going to be able to. But, you know, what I could do is because, you, you know, we're letting you know last second is I can give you VIP for this show and you can come to my son's grad party because the Juice World show was a part of his son's grad party which like in retrospect seems like the most insane grad party ever but this is like right before he hit billboard so you know being able to get on that stage and perform you know last minute out of nowhere was great yeah. but regardless i had vip because of yeah. the position that my mother helped me get in but yeah. if i knew the dude and i was able to just get in that position myself because of whatever you know that would have been fucking great you know like and i would have been back there and i would have introduced myself and i would have you know tried to make as many connections as i could regardless you know it helped it helped that i performed but you know at the end of the day 
it's just the fact that I was back there that was part of the experience. And, you know, one of the biggest things was the post of having Juice World in a photo with me, you know, that like automatically gave me more credit, you know, towards people. And then when I opened up for Ski Mask, my DJ, or I think it was Scheme at that, at, you know, he wasn't my DJ, but DJ Scheme was there doing the tour for Ski Mask. And this was a little bit, after, like a few months after X died. So, you know, him, like everybody's, you know, kind of upset still over it a little bit and i don't know if it was scheme that this actually happened with or if it was just like another dj that was there but my dj had a chord that his dj forgot yeah. something that we talked about in the last episode with me and you and because of that me and my dj got to stay backstage the entire show yeah. so i was able to be in in that room you yeah. know what i'm saying i was able to meet those people which i didn't take full advantage of but i was able to do that yeah. Nevertheless. So being able to be in those rooms, you know, being able to be backstage at Lollapalooza, how many, how many verified people did you talk to and like pitch your, like give your elevator pitch to? Yeah. I, I, I talked to a lot of people. It, it, what's cool is that it, the verification thing, everyone's got it nowadays and it's hard to get. I don't have it at, at this point in time, but it's hard to get. But once you get it, it's the ticket. Yeah. It really is. And like today, for example, I got three people that are verified to follow me on Instagram. And I probably got seven or eight other follows. I didn't look at a single one of the other follows. Because but I looked at all the verified ones. Because so. those three outshine the shit out of them. Yeah. Yeah. So. It, like, Pretty cool. You, you, could, you could be single. It could be an Instagram model following you. But if she's not verified and you have three people who are verified following, you don't even bat an eye, even if they shot you a DM. Yeah. Like, that's like that's how big that verification badge is, especially when, you know, everything's, like, at least semi-cloud-driven. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. uh, that being there, you know, it just really helps with everything. And being able to be in the room with the people or having pictures with the people who are verified and that have, you know, clout and stuff like that, uh, you know, that's very important to a career in the industry whether it's as an artist or as a person that you know is doing media is that is managing uh, you know whatever it may be yeah so uh let's talk about the rappers of the week yeah rappers of the week so the first rapper of the week is actually well, rappers of the week and artists of the week yeah so yeah. yeah okay so we'll start with the first artist of the week actually first manager technically uh this guy reached out to me and he said uh hey zach uh we're in the process of having two of our artists be on your show <laughs> hey shout out four six shout out four six <laughs> uh we're all big fans and would love to be a part of the culture that's really cool because they didn't say put us on your show they didn't say play our music they sent one link and they complimented the show and half the message was complimenting the show, which was really cool. So that was the first good example of an artist slash manager of the week. And I'm on your ass about that because you got to get OG Mook on there now. I, no, oh, yeah. You got to get him on. That's the other thing. We When we started 808s, it was very low-key, very Cleveland-based. Then it kind of picked up. And now we're kind of going back to the, okay, let's have some more Cleveland artists on. So um, this week we have a really big Cleveland artist on. And then next week we're going to have a smaller Cleveland artist on. But I'm excited for both of them. So um, this next one says, what's up, fam? I was just listening. Which usually I wouldn't like include the name. Like, yeah, like in the yeah. first one we said, you yeah. know, be more professional. Uh, I was listening to your show tonight. And I think this song of mine, insert song here, fits the vibe and the high energy of the music that you play in the show. That's a really good example because that means that he, and he said it at 1230 AM, which means he listened to the whole show, waited till I left the studio and checked my phone and then hit send. And that was like really smart. And so I'm definitely going to have to consider playing that for the show next week because just a great example of that. 
Um, and then our first artist, ex- or our first, first rapper, rapper of the example week. of the week. Like and comment the letter F, the letter A, me. Like and comment for me. Like and comment for me. With how many exclamation points? Four. Four exclamation <laughs> points. So, it, I, I think it's funny. I always do it. I always just like the message. Like, I don't even yeah, like I the post. I just like the message. Dude, um, you know, one of, one of the dudes that I'm cool with, I'm just going to go to DMs with him right mm-hmm. now. Um, dude always says stuff that, like, and look, this is multiple times in a row. This is since December, mm-hmm. and there's uh, however many. Uh, one, two... Three, four, five, six, seven. Seven different posts. Four of them say, run this up for me mm-hmm. with some uh, with some random hearts. And then one says, you said Cole Bennett? Question mark, question mark, eye emoji, laughing face. Run this up for me one time. Happy holidays. Dude has not commented on any of my posts in recent memory whatsoever, first off. And, you know, bro, if you, if you know who I'm talking about, you know, you see this, bro, like, I don't mean this with any offense, but if you're not showing me love, I'm not going to show you love, mm-hmm. especially with situations within, you know, people. I will show you love no matter what, uh, even if there's bad blood between you and someone else. And, you know, just because I mess with them doesn't mean I can't mess with both y'all. But, like, bro, like, you're not showing me any love. You're not supporting me or my artist enough. For me, at least for me to see it. So why the hell am I going to do this? Like the first few times I'm like, okay, cool. Like I'm boys with them. You know, I'm liking and commenting, but I don't see the same love back. Even if I don't send it out, you should be doing the same thing. And even the ones I sent out, I didn't get anything in back. So you know what? Fuck, fuck you for that. But you know, all <laughs> love, but fuck you for that. Um, all right. So before you get into your next one, cause he's got a really big one. I got one last one. Uh, this is November 21st. Someone sent me a video of them at a studio. It was their music that they were playing. And I responded with bet. Just Cool. I listened to it. Cool. Wasn't good enough for the radio at the time, but cool. He DMs me yesterday, and he said, what happened? Question mark. No context at all. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, I'm waiting on the date for y'all. He said, if you're from the city and got bars, which is one of our promos on the show. It's like, got bars? Yeah. Send us your music. And I was like, he took that like an invitation. Like, uh, you're coming on the show next week. You know oh what I mean? Oh, my God. And so... I didn't even respond. And he just now DMs me that he filled up my application. So it took him three months to figure it out. I didn't even have to say it, but he found the application and he figured it out. So I liked the message. So, Well, one, yeah. that was hella dumb. Rapper of the week part. <laughs> what happened three months later? Two, now the fact that he did that, artist of the week. The, found that he, the fact that he found yeah, out on his own. Yeah, the fact that he found out on his own. Artist, artist of, the of the week. Yeah. The other shit before that. Rapper of the week. Yeah. So he is, he's the best rapper artist of the week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So this one came in a group chat for a show. So what we do is we have group chats for every single show now. Uh, and, you know, we can send promo codes in for artists to sell cheaper tickets to their fans. You know, we can communicate what time sound check, what time's check in. Uh, make sure you have, you know, the songs with the DJ. Make sure the DJ's in the chat. He sent, you know, he's sending out his email. We're sending out his email. Everybody has the information. And sometimes it's hectic in the group chat. So we send it out multiple times. Um, and so. So a lot of the a lot of the things that you know we reiterate in the group chats now is like hey no bullshit at shows if you if you have bullshit at the show one you're not gonna be booked again two like if it's your fan it's on you so make sure to check them because you guys aren't big enough to have like random people coming in for the most part and you know three just you know be respectful and we're gonna you know build this up together so this one dude you know hit me up and a precursor to before these text messages that you don't even know about um 
he hit me up he was like yo i gotta get on the show like my boy's on it or whatever maybe he was maybe he wasn't i don't fucking know and he he said yeah just uh give me a call real quick i got some questions so i give him a call and he answered he said who's this <laughs> yeah like bro come on don't do that don't don't ever do that don't ever do that know who's calling you or say oh i'm sorry but he he just seemed like he was high off his ass so whatever um i think we talked about that before might have yeah. might have so he texted in the chat he's like i turned 17 this year and then someone said something about you know just embrace it it only gets better blah 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 like you know little you know a little big homie advice type of deal and then i replied to him i said actually the show is 18 plus so you can't perform on this one with a laughing face because he has the ticket link that says it's 18 plus so like a lot you know, of these shows are 18 plus yeah a lot, a lot of, of them are not a lot of them are 21 plus so yeah. yeah so and some of them are all ages as well yeah so um he said man i already got my sheet set up well before before you go into that we don't set those no we don't set those the venues we do. want everyone to be there if if we can make it all ages we'll make it all ages because so it doesn't matter if a, a mom brings seven kids and they all bring tickets or if seven 30 year olds come and they all you know it doesn't yeah their tickets at the end of the day so uh, yeah I, I could care less it's like the tickets are you know more money in our pockets like they just care about bar sales at these at these venues and that's you know that's the real the real shit yeah that too um so he said he already got his stuff set up for it and i said sorry bro i got a show at this date which was literally a week later that still hasn't happened yet but um he's and i said or a bunch more coming up at this venue is a straight 18 plus and he said let me in that bitch one time my performing my whole fam was gonna be there just to support uh and i said it's the venue policy not ours bro and he said, my mom finna be disappointed as hell, laughing face. Then why the F did big bro tell me I could perform blank capping? And then after that, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven 10, 11 messages in a row. Y'all fucking with my dreams. Let's work together. Protest. Protest. Um, blank lion fucking with my hustle i'm trying to turn up that venue even though blank don't know but look that's the point i just got co-signed by uzi's producer he want me to start opening up and performing so <laughs> i'll be ready when i move to atl he gonna set me up with a deal and i said brody it's the venues policy we work with venues to put on the shows and then he said hey bruh who is and then he said the headliner's name and i'm like what the hell does that mean? You know, and he said, I need to talk to him for real. I've been needing to for real just about business because that's bad work. A blank set me up. People expect me, except people accept me to be at the show. And so I removed him from the chat. And I was just about to say, yeah. you should have removed him from the chat at that point. Yeah, that, that was that was the done deal from that point. But it's just, you know, in there. I don't know if dude follows me. I really don't care if he does. I don't want any bad blood. This is just a you know a place to learn from. But yeah. though that's all this is. Don't We're, do that. Yeah. <laughs> don't do that. Like, why are you going off in a group chat? You could say you could just like like first off, if you don't if you really don't know what group chat you're in or who you're talking to and everything, that's cool. That's fine. You know, figure it out. Everybody's gonna have to do that one once in a while at least. And you know, the main thing is is hey, uh, you know, don't make a fool of yourself in the group chat because everybody was clowning you after you left i hope you know that because there's no reason for that we don't care that uzi's producer signed you you know how many producers uzi works with you know how many producers we work with you know how like my like two of my producers are literally making beats for a ton of 
multi-million if not hundred multi-million like uh streams the artist yeah you know like this guy literally can get pretty much anybody on his damn radio show like he like he just put, pulled in the the second biggest ohio name yeah literally for an interview like yeah. we do not give a fuck who wants to work with you why do you think that makes a difference like you you don't have a verification badge you're not bringing in tickets like this dude didn't sell a ticket and saying all this stuff like I, I really don't care about that all i care about is putting on a good show i'm willing to work with you i'm willing to work for you i'm willing to really push hard for every single artist that wants that push but if you're gonna do stuff like that there's no way in hell i'm gonna be wanting to work with you and push you yeah and the, the funny thing is i when he said the thing about the headliner it was almost like he was going above your head he thought for some some reason the headliner like was over you he was like all right let me speak to your manager like you, that, you, you know, know what I mean? yeah and it's just like bro like end of day even if it's like a big headliner or whatever that's cool but the reason they're doing a show for the most part unless they have a manager that shut up the show the the reason they're doing it is because of a promoter or a venue or a booking agent bringing them in and doing stuff and then it's up to their discretion for everything if the headliner insists then they insist but this headliner did not even say a word about this dude to me, at least, as far as I know. And then second off, like, didn't give a fuck yeah. when this shit was said in the chat. And he's asking, who, who's, who's the headliner? Well, if you don't know him, then, like, why do you need a word with him? It's not bad business. You're doing the bad business. Yeah. And, and the, the thing is, it's not disrespect that we're, we're saying this on here. We're not putting you on blast by any means. But we're, what we're trying to do is, because maybe he didn't know that there's a booking agent. Maybe he didn't know that there's a promoter that was in charge of it. And it, it's a learning experience at the end mm -hmm. of the day. What we're doing is we're giving you guys a learning experience. We're letting you learn through us and through our people's mistakes so that you don't make the same ones when you're either starting your career at whatever point. And shit, career. through our own mistakes too. Yeah. Like we're, we are very open and transparent about that. It's especially me yeah. with the rapper tendencies. <laughs> it's like, we're going like, to do, yeah. um, we're going to have to do a week where we pull up examples from each other. Cause I'm sure you have some good ones of me being flaky in the past uh not actually not too much but i feel like i think zay has one zay probably zay does, probably yeah. has one but yeah we'll get him from ck yeah. shout out <laughs> shout out ck but yeah all right well this has been i hate rappers thank you for tuning in i hate rappers but i love artists peace out y'all